Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and oh boy, we finally catch up with Zordon, and all the problems are solved. No? No, I should have watched more in the first five minutes. Anyway, I'm <laughs> Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Emily. Hey! And we have our buddy Mike back! Yay! Hey, everyone! Yeah! Hey! hey. Cool. I'm back! Uh, Fan yes. favorite Mike. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's no way I'm the favorite. Hey, uh, when I was a fan, you were my favorite. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I needed I needed a bit of a break. At least it started off as a as a short break, and then uh, once once it got rolling, uh, uh, Eidolon really like fired up, and like we had to do that finale, and then I uh, I was the editor for the interlude we did between seasons. I just, I just got really busy for a while, but I'm back. Hooray. Uh, I, I have not had time to catch up on the episodes of this podcast that I missed, but I have watched the episodes of Power Rangers that I missed. And by watched, I mean, I had them playing on a second monitor while I played Fall Guys. Uh, but I, I think mean, I got, I, I think I got the gist <laughs> of it. <laughs> like, look, I, I, we do a podcast on the show. I think it's a lot of fun, but a lot of, I mean, the reason that if you've ever watched along with us, which I imagine most most people don't do, because that would be kind of a weird thing to do. But wow, if way you've to call ever, my wife weird. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like <laughs> if you've ever watched the episode while you're listening to the show. Oh, oh that is weird. Yeah, because we don't do it in time. That would take forever. <laughs> right, yes, um, which you know maybe might be fun to do once, but you would notice that like. We usually have an a, like an hour on the first five minutes plus intro, and then it's like the rest of it is the rest of the episode because, like you know, fight scenes. Like there's just <laughs> it's Not okay. Much to say all the time. You can watch. You can watch it without watching it. That's how I watch most of my TV. To be completely honest with you, so you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, I will say though, I'm I'm pretty rusty. I might need to might need some help catching up on. Uh, what exactly has been going on that I that I've missed? Uh, all the bits, all the all the crazy shenanigans and theories that y'all have come up with. Uh, so 
So I've got I've got some questions, uh, Zach, just to help me, you know, get me up to speed. Okay, shoot. All right. Uh, what is a Power Ranger? <laughs> okay, so a Power Ranger is somebody who <laughs> uses the Morphin Grid, which is a mystical power that's man. Hold on, let me try again. Okay, there are superheroes that have cool costumes. Is that better? Yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> What's fucked up is in Dino Fury, they've started to explain the morphing grid a little bit, and it is basically what it is in the comics, but the problem is that is I feel like what they established the morphing grid in the comics as, which is like a, um, it's an extra planar space that you can go in and then alter the rest of reality from within. It's like, this is a show for six year olds. Just say it's magic. Like, don't do this. I know that oh it's my cool. God. I know. That it's I, cool I know. I know fans. I've got it on the brain because, because it's been like my entire life for the last year, but like, that's literally just the undertow from my lawn. Yeah. That's, it literally, is. that's literally just what I we've mean, been doing. It, well, I can't also, believe it, we've been doing the morphing grid the whole time. It's also exactly what Luke always said the morphing grid is, which makes me really angry, but there you well, go. Well, I mean, like, so, well, Luke says that they go to it during fights, and they don't do that. That's true, yes. Um, like, it's not but, exactly the same as what Luke said. <laughs> but, like, you were mentioning it's in, in the comics. Like, in the comics, which are directed at a bit of an older audience, I would say, that's yes. fine. But, like... I hope they're not over-explaining it in the show not. too much. They're not. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick refresher: What number season is uh, is Dino Fury? Oh, uh, and, and, and like the, the, the stuff. Okay, yeah, like the stuff that got spit into X and Super X. You can go ahead and count as one. Like, what series is that? Like, so it's twenty. It's the twenty eighth season. If you don't count the supers as mm-hmm. separate, which they don't in their season numbering. If Boy, you, howdy, that is really late into the game to finally explain what the Morphin Grid is, don't you think? <laughs> it's a well, bit late. They, they didn't <laughs> no, I have get an it. explanation. I I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It, yes, it's very funny. I mean, it's cool that Dino Fury's been doing a bunch of that stuff uh, with, like, giving a little bit more. I keep hearing more. good things about it, which is so fucking wild. It's very fun. It's... It, it's. I said this on, I think, the last episode, but like, I don't want people to go watch it because I talk about how good it is and expect like Steven Universe or like the new Ducktales or or what you know one of these like wow this is like incredible writing. It's not, but it's got fun characters and it's got fun action scenes and like it's a lot of fun for six for little kids and a Power Rangers season. It's. It's the most fun I've had with it since Dino Charge, which I also really liked. So there you go. Like, yeah, it's fun. And and uh, the like the most recent episode, they did some stuff with like bit characters that like usually I feel like one off characters are just really painful in Power Rangers. And basically every time they come up against something that is a traditional like pitfall of the show, it's fine. The comedy characters are fine. The like... All that stuff they have done pretty well with, so I've really been enjoying it. You should check it out at some point. Okay. Um, um, but yeah. So I, I'll give I, you a quick. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bef- before we get to to the to Borfek New Space Omnimal, which I'm sure you've kept up on in my absence. Um, sometimes they make has. me say it. Sometimes like, they like, make me. A lot of times, sometimes you make yourself say it, and like, 
like you, you like like he has to get reminded what it is every time, but he still makes an effort to do it. So I think if some actors are some I, I want to say yes. this on air in front of God and everybody. I do genuinely appreciate that you did that. I fully if, expected you not to bother. <laughs> I would try to get out of it, but if somebody pasted it in the chat, I will say it because I just don't remember what it is. Well, <laughs> My I mean, brain won't retain you, like, it. You like you you like scrolled back like a bunch into Discord to That's find true, it. That's like, true. I you did made do that. an effort. You know, I'm I'm out here trying. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, but, I, but uh, yeah, so just uh, there are a couple specific episode things, but mostly just some broad stuff. Because like, listen, I watch these all pretty much in a row. It's a bit of a blur. Uh, so uh, I will say the the crossover episode that we were all oh right not, <laughs> not, not necessarily looking forward to, but you know, anticipating because it was coming. Uh, I will say that that was the first time ever in my entire thirty six years on this earth that I saw the Ninja Turtles. And their appearance made me less happy than I was a moment before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I usually mean, they are such a blessing on my life, but no, not this one. Uh, it, I, I, it really doesn't bode well for the actual show, The Next Mutation, which, I mean, it, we know the reputation it has. I haven't seen it. We still need to do a bonus on that. <laughs> it, I, I, weirdly, I felt like my biggest problem with it is the turtles felt interchangeable. Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about that that much, but... Yeah, yeah. Here's here's the thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In terms of their design, up until you know uh, Rise of recently, where they you know made a point of making them like different kinds of turtles. Up until recently, part of the gimmick was, with the exception of the colors of like their their little accident ribbon things, they looked identical. It was yeah, purely I mean, on the virtue of their different personalities that you could tell them apart. They're usually different color green, but like, yes, correct. I, I want to even they say otherwise. usually on that, because like, I think the only one that did different color greens is like the 2003 cartoon and Rise. Because like, even in the 20, 2012 series, the Nick like, one, they were the same color, I think. Like, oh, were they? Okay, yeah, they had different yeah, color okay, eyes. Okay, yeah. How, how much how much that happens depends on the on the version that you're you're looking at but like the right. generally speaking the turtles physically are completely interchangeable you could swap their weapons out and their and their and their ribbons and it's you can't you can't fucking tell it's an episode of sister sister like right and uh but like their their personalities like they're not deep characters but they are distinct characters they're big and, characters they're very like broad but you know who's who pretty easy yeah so yeah and like the but like all four of all, all of, I I almost uh, but like in in the next rotation at least in the crossover all five of them are basically the same character even the girl yeah they're all mm-hmm. just Michelangelo it's just five Michelangelos. And listen, I, I, I love I Michelangelo. Mean, they have they, but- have they have more characterization in the actual show of an exmutation than they did in that Power Rangers episode. Like not a whole yeah. lot. Like, but it, it. I agree because it reminded me of like the I, the first cartoon. I felt like they weren't super distinct at least early, and it sort of reminded me of that, where it's just like everybody's just like a goofy party dude all at once, and yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and, and listen, it makes sense. That they're all down to have fun. They're cartoon <laughs> characters for kids, and and also they're brothers, so they're going to have some similarities. But they should, you know, stand out it, it, from each other in some way. It's kind Go of ahead. funny though, because like it's it's kind of um, uh, having them be all the same is pretty. Uh, faithful to the mirage comics because <laughs> like when i went back and like read the mirage comics they 
I'm like, you know how Donatello does machines, Michelangelo's funny and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. None of that really happens. In, oh, yeah, that was pu- uh, that was like, purely an invention of the, the the cartoon, right? Yeah, yeah, like that. None of that. Like, I think eventually they tried to do like a little bit of that with Donnie and like, like I I know they had some solo books and like Raph was like kind of based off like Wolverine. But I, I did not notice them being that different in the Mirage comic books, at least in the first, like, yeah couple years or so of reading them. So anyway, this was supposed to be my thoughts on uh, on Power Rangers in space so far. Go for uh, it. You can't talk about uh, Turtles Professor- with me and Zach and not expect yeah, that- to be... <laughs> no, no, no. Just, I, I, just had, I just had to get my thoughts on. Like, again, yeah. I have not seen Exputation. It has a bad reputation. I'm sure it has its defenders. It does not put its best foot forward in the Power Rangers crossover, I will say that. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I would agree. Okay, so Andros, uh, he seems neat. Uh, I do think giving him like a weird alien power in the form of telekinesis is cool, and I do like how they play with the fact that yeah, he's an alien and he doesn't get Earth stuff. I like that they actually do something with that. Um, yeah. The downside to it is I do feel like remember how much we hated in early Turbo that it was just the Justin show, yeah, and that got better with the cast change. So far, Power Rangers in Space is just the Andros show. And again, I like Andros, but I like the rest of the cast, too. I would kind of like to know what they're up to. A lot of it is driven by him because, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is definitely driven by him. And and also... and it's like, hey, what's what's your favorite Power Rangers in Space episode? The one where Andros has to learn to her, learn teamwork? The one where Andros has to learn teamwork? Or the one where Andros has to learn teamwork? You know? I like the one where Andros has to learn not to steal things. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> oh, he didn't, he, didn't have to, he didn't have to learn that. He knew that intrinsically. That's true. Oh, um, okay. I actually have to learn gonna, what it looks say, like when someone is literally the Hamburglar. <laughs> my, my, my favorite Power Rangers in Space episode so far is the one where Cassie makes friends of a wasp monster. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. That was, okay, that one is so good. That was going to be my big positive when I got to it. Uh, so hold on before you get there i have to uh, you asked me to catch you up on bits i have two andros bits one is that we've decided that andros is a tree alien this is because in the andros (laughs) flashback episode where you see him as a little child he still has the hair stripes but he's got less ones so we decided those are like tree rings that's the first Uh one you should know i thought Uh, you were gonna say something about wooden acting but you know. I mean, also that he's sort of Hayden Christensen from the Star Wars prequels. But also, yeah. uh, the other thing about Andros is that Andros is a fucking narc. <laughs> that's not really a bit, though. <laughs> it's just actually true. That's, that's just text. <laughs> Andros loves personal property. It's his favorite yeah. thing in the whole world. <laughs> I, I, I got it was so uncomfortable that uh, that. Okay. Well, I broadly loved that. Uh, what was was it called? The Craterite invasion with yes. What what I assume were the uh, were, were those like the mooks from Mega Ranger yes, or was yes, that something different? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I, that episode was very fun. But like, God, did I wince a little bit when like the tiny little black child runs down the street, sees a police officer yeah. walk in, and is terrified. And then yep. Andrew steps steps forward and goes, "Don't worry." whatever the kid's name is it's just an officer yeah. and then he turns into a monster it's just like yeah fuck. it's it's fine i'm white i'm an alien but i'm still white so like yeah don't worry yeah, about it's, it. it's good <laughs> um let's see uh but, but i was gonna say about the uh the the wasp of the heart so there was actually a similar character i i think this is something that that uh toku touches on somewhat often because i i remember an episode uh touching on this in both common rider ghost and in lupin ranger versus pot ranger 
And in the Comrade of Ghost one, it was um, it was like an artist, like painter monster, and like it didn't it didn't want to fight or anything. It just wanted to make art. And not only like you know did they not kill it, it stuck around as a minor supporting character for the rest of the series. That's that so cool. I wish the Wasp had that in this. I want to yeah. say that the sixth ranger in uh the train season i'm sorry i can't remember the name yeah is a monster i want to say that he is introduced as a monster and then he like takes a human form i'm almost positive but i could be wrong so yeah i think that's got a, a little bit more all right um but yeah i i i think oh okay so that covers everything in terms of the broad plot uh, Professor Phenomena. Uh, <laughs> Phenomenus. I... Say what? Phenomenus. Phenomenus. Okay. Oh, I, th- I thought you, Emily. I thought you said Manomena, and I got really excited. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I didn't we, say we, we, that. We got to be, be careful with that. Disney owns that now. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I actually like him. I think he's an interesting foil to Bulk and Skull. I I like seeing a scenario where Bulk and Skull are the smarter part of the dynamic, but they're not quite smart enough to not go along with what this guy's saying. Right. Like, Skull recognizes that that beehive is a beehive. And so, okay. I, <laughs> it's just like, no. This is valid, and and you are valid, and I love you. But also, <laughs> here's the thing. Professor Phenomenus is like he should be dead because he ate a battery. Like he's so fucking stupid. It kills me. I mean, he, he almost he he, he he made a plutonium thingy. He made liquid plutonium somehow. Well, and he's say, just he, like, and he just like I'm gonna put it at the top of a skyscraper, and I'm gonna announce that that's where it's going in well, a city that regularly has monster attacks. Well, first of all, he almost killed everyone in that episode. Yeah, he, like, he almost ended Angel Grove. <laughs> <laughs> that, like that's the thing is the villain didn't need to like come up with anything. It's just like, hey, so let's just make this obvious accident that this dipshit is setting up. Let's just make it happen. And uh, but I I kind of love that. I kind of love that he's just that awful. I kind of love that his running joke is 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 just Bulker Skull going. But that's just a blank. And he's going perhaps <laughs> to the untrained eye. It's like, sir, that and, is that is a watermelon. Yeah, yeah. and I. <laughs> And I assume it's unintentional, but I kind of love the meta-commentary of the fact that Angel Grove has demonstrably been attacked by aliens over and over again for years, and this guy's still like, I, I need to prove that the people doubt me. I need to prove that there are evil aliens out there. Well, the government won't listen. Meanwhile, right. Nasada is working directly with Alpha 6. Right. <laughs> but, but also, everyone does act like he's crazy, which is like... In fairness, he's, he is crazy. That's kind well, of the yes. thing is, the fact that he thinks aliens are real is not the problem. He just thinks that's the problem. The problem is he's a Lunatic. I would I, like Professor Phenomenus. Oh, I'm sorry, Emily. Go ahead. I understand both your um, positions because I'm kind of like in the middle where like sometimes I really love them and other times I don't. Like you mentioned the plutonium thing. My favorite joke in that episode is when the, the reporter's like, if this like couldn't this like cause an explosion and it wipes out the whole city? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, he's yeah, just absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, yes, I consider that. I consider that and went with it anyway. 
it's really good. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very good. But there's um, other but yeah, times I, where I'm mad at him, like with the fucking like beehive and the watermelon, and like it's like you fucking asshole. Yeah, where, where, where do you stand, listeners? Write in. Are you pro phenomenus, anti phenomenus, or are you a phenomenus centrist like Emily? Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Um, um, but the, the the other, go ahead. The last thing I was going to say about Phenomenus is I would really like him a lot if he ran into the surf spot and was like, oh, aliens. And everyone's like, yes. Yes, we know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then I think I would like him a lot. That's also kind of ties into what happened with the little kid in the, in, the, in, the, in the invasion episode. It's like he keeps making up these tall tales and no one believes him when he says there's aliens. Aliens are the most demonstrably factual thing in this setting. Yeah, straight yeah, like, up. When, when Bulk and Skull run in and with their stripper guns, and like everyone knows what they're talking about, probably like they know, like because like the kid like saw these aliens, like everyone knows that those aliens happen, but it it's the, the danger's gone, so they're laughing right. at the guys. Like I, I just want yeah, to make totally. a note that about Professor Phenomenus. You could read a lot into the fact that he just has a clothes ripping off gun on hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, mean... I don't think that's a good aspect. I think it's a bad aspect of Phenomenus. <laughs> No, yes, I'm not saying totally. it's good. I'm just saying you could read into that. You could read a lot into his personal life on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other thing I wanted to say is I like Adele a lot. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I feel it's very, I mean, obviously she's just kind of filling the same Ernie role again. But like, I mean, the last guy wasn't great. So it's nice to have someone who, who genuinely seems personable and generally seems like someone the Rangers would get along with. And not just like... An, an ex-cop who suddenly is a different character for no reason. Yeah, and, like, she has, um, you know, like, I mean, obviously, like, she's not giving it at all her all for this performance, but she's got acting chops, and, like, you really believe that she's, like, you know, someone who cares, who's just a nice business owner in Angel Grove, you know? Like, she sells it, them, her, her being friendly with the kids more than Ernie ever did, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, and... uh, I think that was everything I had. Did you now? Did you oh, know that? Shit. She, so okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing. One thing. It is wild that the the supporting villain that they felt the need to hold on to was Elgar. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I love Elgar. He's my precious boy. He's my weird fucking scrotum looking ass freak show baby son. <laughs> you are well known as an Elgar apologist. <laughs> I guess I, I am the big Elgar apologist. It is, and listen, I'm glad he's still around, but I am so confused about what, like, what motivated them to do this. I, why why did they decide that this was what they needed to do? I, I think I know why they did it. Go ahead. Because there's no like comedic uh, mook from the original synthetic that they could have used. Because uh, like, uh, like, like the comedic most comedic mook I get, I think is like the little tiny devil thing that like makes the bad guys bigger. So like. They're like, okay, well, we need, like, a comedy relief villain. I guess Elgar works, because, like, they have a suit and everything. Yeah. I Based on what we see in this episode, I wished that Divatox... Like, I kind of wish Divatox and uh, Astronema were, like, dueling villains the whole time, because mm-hmm. that's really fun when it happens. But, obviously, Divatox is only in a couple episodes of In Space. Um but yeah, I I agree. It it kind of has to be that, right? Because like, why else other than like we just didn't have somebody that fit that slot? Would they bring Elgar in? They would have. They could have made like a whole new suit, I guess. But that's like, 
That's, a lot that's of money. expensive, and they, they already <laughs> didn't have a budget for In Space yeah. is the thing. Right, because, like, and it does create sort of a weird situation where I, like, uh, I think that Ecliptor is neat, but also he doesn't, like, fit. Where he fits in the power structure of the bad guys is a little confusing, because sometimes he seems like he's Astronomer's boss, and sometimes he seems like he's under her, so I don't know. It's a little I, weird. I would compare um, Ecliptor to, like, okay, Xavier's, like, a princess and her knight who, like, takes care of her, but also is still, like, underneath her in terms of, like, hierarchy. So, like, Helicopter is, like, a mentor figure to her, but is technically working for her kind of thing. Yeah, like, like, like she she respects to him, but, like, ultimately he is subservient to her. Yeah, that's what um, it seems like. Like, she could pull rank if need be. Um, also, yeah, it, like, they really... I will say this, uh, something I've kind of missed uh, since, like, early Goldar is just the general who will fucking get in there and mix it up. And, like, at least occasionally seems like a threat. Now, I I love what Goldar became when he became a joke, but I do miss that early going where he would just show up and beat the shit out of Tommy for a little bit, you know? Well, that's it. Well, we were going to say, or or what we have said about Ecliptor is that he really just beats ass when he, like, they have a general who who really just goes ham. He he throws Andros into the mud and then steps on him and holds his face under the water. That shit is brutal. (laughs) Yup, he's, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> but yeah, he's fun, and also he has a bajillion powers, which is another yeah. thing I like. I like um, his floaty head power the best. <laughs> yes, that's a fun one. But okay, cool. Well, uh, we're not. Well, f- the good news is, I well, okay. I will say it. We do not have a more fact newsiomness. Nope, I think I missed the space part. What is it? You Michael? also missed turbo. Uh, Turborfact new spatiomnimal. Turborfact new spatiomnimal. We don't have any. There we There's go. not that much going on. Uh, but that's good because we just filled 20 minutes with uh, with Mike is back, which is fine. So let's talk about the episode. This is season one, episode 11 of Power Rangers in Space, the Delta Discovery. And you know it's going to be a good one because it opens with Piranatrons, everybody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. loves Piranatrons. I I'm looking, really feel like I didn't miss anything after all because <laughs> it's I'm, still I'm, Turbo. I'm wondering how much longer Zach's going to keep up the season one thing after these all become single season shows. Well, it's just, here's the thing. <laughs> on Netflix and then also on what I now have it on, which is Amazon, it still lists it as season one. And it's just funny to me. Like, that's what it says, so I'm just going to keep saying it. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Of course oh, not. I, that, I is mean, a, that is something I want to say. This this is the weird, awkward transition that's been forced on us uh, going from streaming on Netflix to uh, watch them on uh, legitimate DVDs purchased for legal tender within the United States. Yes, is uh-huh. that uh, is that they have the previously on and next time on, and it's not just that those exist, although that is... It is kind of weird that they exist for a show with so little plot and so little continuity, but the previously on and next time on segments are so fucking long. They're so long. They're like they're like forty five seconds long for a, a plot that you could summarize in two seconds. 
and like a plot yeah. you don't need to summarize. Like we didn't need to know what happened on the last episode. It was a, yeah. a weird like Wasp and Cassie episode. Like <laughs> I, I kind of get why the next time on thing is as long as it is because they want to sell kids on tuning in like next time. But like the previously on like you could you could just like show the quote unquote important bits if there's any important bits, you know. But yeah, I mean, anyway. there never is any important bits, no. <laughs> except for like very specific episodes, like this yeah. one. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of, uh, Divatox shows up immediately, um, and guess what? Uh, here's Zordon. He's in a weird, like, tiny version of his tube, uh, and they did remember that his power is being drained, which is the, like, red stuff at the bottom yeah. of his tube, they're sucking his Zordon-ness out of some hoses, and like when they <laughs> yes. unplug it, this orange goo comes out. Like, yes. It's not very much so far, because we're pretty early on in the series, but it's kind of neat to get a visual indicator on how uh, drained he is. But the weirdest thing about Zordon being here, and like in in all of his appearances so far in space, he never says anything. He doesn't say, like, Diva talks, the rangers will save me, or or like, you'll never get away with your plot. Like, yeah, he just, he just silently point. looks at them, and it's so weird. It's yeah. not even a matter of, like, not having the the voice actor around, because his voice is through such a filter, you could get anybody to say the lines. And, and he doesn't look pained or anything. He has this normal-ass, like, neutral look while looking at her, while all this is happening, yes. and it's just really awkward and weird. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um... As they they unhook him and are getting ready to load him on a ship to move him, because I guess the the Rangers are getting too close. I don't know. I could um, detox emblem on the sheet. Yes, it's good. Uh, it does look like a pirate flag. I feel I feel like want. she didn't do enough piratey stuff when she was the main villain. I like that she's doing more now. Um, we see. Guess who else is on the planet? It's the Phantom Ranger, everybody's favorite. Uh, who we know a lot about, and he is here to report to the Rangers that he has found Zordon. He's running through the jungle. I, I kind of, I kind of love that if you, ch- if if you were a kid who checked out during Turbo and decided to come back for In Space, and like it drew you back in because In Space is pretty good so far. Uh, you're gonna have no idea what the fuck's happening here. Yeah, I kind of. It's kind of cool that they, it's like, it's not a crossover. It's just like, hey, remember this stuff from like 12 episodes ago? They're still around. Yeah. yeah remember um, how we've had an ongoing plot for six years? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so he puts this little device in the ground. It's like a recorder. Uh, and he he says, hey, Rangers, I found Zordon. It's on this planet at the, uh, at the it's like. Her- 446.68, I think. Yeah, Seven, um, he gives coordinates. You can just Herc say he Huron gives coordinates. Is the planet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he gives uh, coordinates, and he says, "Come quickly!" And he puts the uh, this little device on a gun, like a flare, and he's gonna shoot up in the air, and then he gets blasted in his arm. And here come Divatox and a bunch of Piranatrons. Um, okay, I, wanted- I, I gotta say, I-, I gotta say though, I love. The, the idea of a cyber flare gun that shoots a satellite yeah, into the air. I like it's, it too. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. I really do like that. It's like, it's just a flare gun, except it goes into space and then transmits, uh, you know, a distress signal. I think that's a neat idea. Um, here's the thing I like about this episode the most. I sort of thought Phantom Ranger might legit die. 
Because I know he doesn't get resolved and they fairly effectively do the peril. Uh, like they, they make it feel like there's some stakes in this episode. And um, given that I didn't remember exactly what happens to Phantom Ranger, they sort of tricked me into being like, does he just get killed? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I, I was like, they're not going to kill someone on Power Rangers. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. We see we see a hole in his abdomen later with a bunch of wires and shit coming out. Right. And I, here's the thing. They never told us he wasn't a robot. That's a good point. Yes. I, you know, we, we sort of speculated he might just look like that. So it's fair. But yeah, I mean, it's it, you're right, Emily. But also, I guess what I'm saying is like, I feel like they effectively made me worried for that well not worried because no, I, mean, I don't give cool. a shit they, what happens like, to the fan ranger but yes uh yeah, yeah, and, and they do like sell his wound really hard because it's like pretty bad <laughs> yeah especially for, for sure. power rangers um, um do, there's a fan ranger comic coming out soon isn't there i believe it's already out uh that's cool it, i want to read it's that. a single like a, a um a special i wonder if they get like into a, what his actual origins are a one shot i hope so because you know that'd be cool my my theory I, at the moment is that he is zordon's son inhabiting a robot body as a ghost thing kind of like zordon does and that's why yeah. he's got ghost powers here's the thing i I don't think the ghost, the Phantom Ranger, really has a personality, but he looks cool. Yeah, and he his looks power really cool. Set is neat. So, like, yeah. I mean, cool. The the Phantom moniker would make sense if he was a weird ghost in a in a mannequin. Yeah. So. Um. So he gets blasted, and immediately, uh, sort of what I'm talking about is he's fighting like 80 Piranatrons. Like they have one of the things that's been cool about in space is I feel like they have. Not that their overall budget is like that much higher, but the extras have ramped up, which does effectively make it feel more threatening when they're in fights. Because it's instead of, you know, remember in Mighty Morphin, there was always like maybe five putties, right? And now mm. they're like, nah, it's like 30 dudes in Piranatron suits. Um, I mean, the last it, episode with the craterites and everything. Yes, I mean, that was and, more Sentai footage, I guess, but still. And it does make it feel a little more threatening, especially when you know that he's on this planet by himself. Uh, but he fights these Pronatrons, they beat him up, and there's like a struggle where he's trying to point the flare gun up. Uh, and he's finally able to get it off uh, into space. And uh, Decca on the mega ship intercepts an emergency signal. And then Andros turns around and makes a weird face. And that's it. Ah. Uh, so, <laughs> we then uh, go to the theme song. Rangers in space. Yep, I'm I'm coming around on the theme song. I w- I wasn't that big a fan of it when it when it dropped, but I'm coming around on it. I, I just like, like the part where they yell in space. It's just really silly, and I like that part. Um, yeah, the Rangers uh, are talking about what the emergency signal is. Immediately, Ashley is like, it's. From the Phantom Ranger, and then they pan over to Cassie. So, points to them for remembering that Cassie is supposed to care about the Phantom Ranger. But the face is not like, oh, my long-lost love. It's like, oh, that motherfucker. (laughs) I I thought it was more like concern, but sure. Well, okay, maybe, yes, sure. Um, I kind of like how they don't straight up say it. Like, oh, Cassie, are you excited to see the Phantom Ranger again? I kind of like how it's just kind of like... 
implied. Yeah, it's that, like if you remember this, then good for you. Otherwise, you know, it's not that big a it's deal. Not important. Yeah. <laughs> um, they set a course for Hercuron, uh, to try and save Zordon. Um, and they go to Hyper Rush Nine, which is the fastest of the Hyper Rushes. Uh, if you'll recall, is that, um, that that's how that works? I think it. I want to say they have said that that it goes up to nine because you know every fucking spaceship show has to have a thing that's hyperspeed, but it's not or hyperspace, but it's not called hyperspace or warp. I guess warp was mm-hmm. probably warp was first, right? Star Trek's you, first. I think so. You, you need to, you need to do Star Trek with the with the numbers filed off. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So they head out. We get we cut back to Phantom Ranger, and there's a bit I really like, which is again he's fighting sixty dudes, and Divatox is just like, please kill him, please. I'm <laughs> like bored. Her. Like this is you're so many of you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was pretty good. Um, the the oh, also Rygog is just here. He doesn't say anything, but they wanted you to remember he existed. Okay, okay. putting Rygog in this episode was a major strategic blunder because it. Uh, uh, it made uh, it obvious that he and Dark Spectre have the same voice. And I don't just yes. mean the same voice actor. They have the same voice. Yeah, it's like the same voice actor and the same modulation. They just used both. Uh, also, I just wished it was Porto because I like him instead. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, they're like, come on, go get him. Uh, and they all chase after him while another group... Uh, just carries Zordon's big tube, which is very funny. Um, Phantom Ranger tries to go invisible so that you remember he can do that. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, a bunch of... I'm just honestly watching this. There's just so many Piranatrons, and it's kind of cool. He is... Yeah, I mean, they have the suits, so like, may as well get yeah. more use out of them. He had all those suits for that that climax last season. That was pretty yes, good. Yes, that's true. Uh, he's running towards Zordon's tube, uh, and like it, it's one of those things where that I like, where your hero is already outnumbered, and like you're like, well, maybe he can make it, and then Astronema teleports in with also thirty Quantrons, and you're just like, this guy's dead. Like I don't think. This is going to go well for for our man here. Um, <laughs> so uh, she shows up. Astronema shows up. She commands uh, her Quantrons to assist with the with the. Also, I think I should mention that the tube is flat on one side, so it really just looks like they're carrying a coffin. Yeah, which is <laughs> is uh, interesting. Paul bears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So she she she's like, okay, uh, hello, Phantom Ranger. I still have a bunch of Quantrons and a bunch of uh, 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 Prontrons. I'm just going to kill you now. And well, I like she's, she's like, Phantom, alone? Good. And then shoots lightning at him. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> actually, so th- this is another thing I should talk about uh, based on the episodes I missed. So uh, I remember saying that when she first showed up, because I was here for the first two episodes of In Space, saying that I really wasn't feeling Astronema at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has not changed. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I, I, it's, it's interesting. She, Go ahead. She just, she just doesn't have that je ne sais quoi that any prior villain has. And having her like right up against Divatox, who is just 
just devouring the scenery for her very brief appearance here. Like, yeah. really just hammers it home. That, that's actually... So, I like Astronema a lot, but she is definitely... Every previous villain... Uh, hold on. Well, except maybe for the Machine Empire, but, like, I kind of... They don't, like, rate to me at this point. We're a couple seasons on, and honestly, lame. Not fun. Yeah, they weren't uh, great. But they, uh, they at least had an interesting gimmick, you yes, know? Yes, but the the characters themselves were not that fun. But everybody else, Zed, Rita, and Divatox, are very big. They're huge characters. They're, like, screaming basically constantly, and that's their, yeah, I th- their I whole thing. I think that thing. might be the big thing, is, is Astronoma doesn't scream. She right. just kind of... Astronomer like, mm, is attempting. <laughs> yeah. Astronomer is still over the top, but in a horny way. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Yes, this, this is going to sound very strange considering the company I keep. I don't really look for horny villains in Power Rangers. I I want them to be big and bombastic and. I mean that's like, yeah. That's probably the morally correct stance. So I was so Mike. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not above a horny villain. It's just that's not what I'm looking for from this property. That's fair. I, I wanted to tell you that that's completely fine, and also that the run on the next four years of Power Rangers just keeps getting hornier in the villain category, so strap in, buddy, because it gets real crazy by the end. Oh, boy. Um, I, here's the thing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the horny thing if there was more to it, because, like, Divatox was horny. Like, let's, let's be, let, you know, let's, let's, put, a, let's yeah. put a point on it. She, she's she's dressed to horny, be, but she didn't really act horny, like... I think Astronema is trying for menacing, which is something that's that can be difficult to do, and she's in, you know, like a plastic costume. I think she pulls it off for Power Rangers, but I also get that, like, if you don't... I think... I think go, trying to go subtle and, like, cold on Power Rangers really makes you... If you're not bought in... It is harder to sell than a guy in a muscle suit just yelling at you. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to be. It's hard to come onto this show that has no no straight man's like. And I and I don't mean I don't I mean agree. like everyone's I don't, I don't, gay. No, I don't mean heterosexual <laughs> though. Although that's also true. I mean like in, like in the comedy sense of like no yeah, no one is no one is like the normal person that everyone else bounces off of. Like absolutely no one. And then to be, and then to decide that your your take on a villain is quiet and calm and collected is it it just it doesn't work, you know. And like, yeah, I, yeah. I get you. I, I disagree, but I like I see where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, I think she does get she, she gets more time later. But we'll see as as we continue to. And also, if, I, uh, I think you were going to ask me this earlier. Yes, I figured out the twist that's coming for her. Okay, it is good, telegraphed so fucking hard. Holy shit. Well, we I know it's Power Rangers, but oh my god. <laughs> well, it's just funny because like when we were discussing on the show, we were like, I don't know if Mike is listening to these. I don't want to intentionally ruin it for him. We'll try and not be a little b- bit more vague. Uh, them. But, uh, go ahead. Them. Oh, them. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, apologies. Yeah, I, think uh, I, I think I actually dropped that during the break. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, by by the way, folks, my dumbass. pronouns are they, them now. Hey. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, hi, uh, Mike. I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, no, that's so fine. The, I, I, we have not spoken much since that happened. I know. I <laughs> At least not you. out loud. Yeah, uh, I missed you but, too. But yeah, so like <laughs> the thing that happens is 
Nope, I forgot what we were talking about. Anyway, point I'm is. I'm sorry. Well, no, you, okay. you were talking about the twist with the astronomer? Yes. Uh, we were trying to be uh, like a little cagey, but yeah, it's super obvious. It's, like, yeah, they, it's, it's not hard to figure out. <laughs> the, the, one of the things I wanted to mention to you, but wasn't sure if it would spoil anything, and now I'm glad that uh, that we've yeah. got it out there, is that Decca, the ship's AI, is voiced by the same person who plays Astronema. It's like I didn't know oh, that. That's yeah. Neat. So it's like either <laughs> that that actually makes the Astronema thing more frustrating because it shows me that this actress has range. It's not that she's incapable. Well, she in, does a great job as Decca. In fiction, that either means that a, that Andros was like, "I just can't let go of my small child sister, and I will program it to sound like that." But or, like, she doesn't sound like the child version of right. Her sister. Or I'm secretly really horny for the bad lady I fight all the time, and I need my oh, shit. Oh, that's to that's sound. a bad ending. That's a bad <laughs> ending. <laughs> <laughs> No, not going down that route. Let's rewind the the visual novel a couple of chapters. I don't exactly. want that ending. Exactly, but yeah. So yeah, it's it's an obvious yeah, twist. Like, the thing is, like I, I when I when I talk about spoilers and stuff, I I broadly don't mind. I would like to be surprised by the absolutely batshit stuff that we're going to run into in in some cases, but also like shit like this is so heavily telegraphed that you can't be surprised by it. Well, there is a surprise with her later that I will not spoil for you, but the actress okay. does get get to do more so i'll i'll tell you that it's 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 fine okay um but yeah so they are carrying uh the zordon coffin up to the ship uh and like so here's what's weird they the a group of protrons gets to a spaceship holding zordon's coffin and then they teleport the assumption being they are now on the spaceship later Dark Spectre will be like, you need to leave with Zordon as quickly as possible. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, just hanging out first, I guess? I don't know. Maybe they got to go through their pre-flight checklist. But in any case... um, Well, I think it's because she was going to stay and try and uh, kill the Phantom Ranger. And Dark Spectre was like, no, listen, the Rangers have a rough idea of where Zordon is. We can't have that. Move him now. That and speaking of Elgar, uh, sees the Rangers, uh, in the megaship on their way. And my favorite prop in God knows how long on Power Rangers comes into play, which is that a Quantron walks up to, uh, Astronema and hands her a box that flits open and has an old-timey phone on a receiver that she picks yeah. up to talk to <laughs> Elgar on it, and I love it so much. It's and, so good. And also, it has a visual component, and so she yeah. can see him. And It's, uh, an, it's an old-timey video phone, but, like, mobile. And we get, uh, we get a wonderful, wonderful bit where Elgar's like, hey, Hey, boss, we have some company. She's like, let me guess the Power Rangers. And he's like, wow, you're the smartest evil villain I've worked for. And yes. the Divatox, who was just out of sight of the phone's camera, walks up <laughs> like, Elgar, you son of a bitch. I will break you in half. I will tear your fucking skin off, you piece of shit. How dare you? And he just hides behind the podium. She does like <laughs> my favorite shtick that I've seen on Power Rangers in a little bit. Like, this scene's great. It's real short, but I really love it. And, and she goes, uh, 
uh, please hang up and dial this number again or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, Elgar does that. His his voice gets all squeaky and and he do, he fakes the 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 automatic yes. phone voice of if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and dial again. Like that whole thing. It's really good. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> also, oh, I, I, something else I forgot to mention. Uh, I will say one nice thing with Astronema. At some point, she got a new look. She got better armor and her hair changed. And she got like a, changes a better, all the time. It okay. Like, yeah. Well, she also got a better staff, and like, yes, I like the this staff look is better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks like an the, actual like it looks like an actual costume that was made for a television show. <laughs> she sent she, I think, usually is in this for like combat stuff, and then she has like a stripped down version on the ship. But she does change, and also uh, she has like four wigs. Um, so it'll, it'll go back and forth, but I do like this, like, metal, more, like, plate armor look kind of one. Um, there's, there's something I can just considered about, uh, Astronema that I like as a villainess, um, which isn't really necessarily tied to her, but, like, the, the premise of, like, Dark Spectre is the big bad of the season, but he's not really, like, forefront, and she's kind of just, like, uh... Uh, an advanced force to, to, to specifically take out the Power Rangers. And, you know, he's not really going for Earth, which kind of right. explains why she can't just throw all the shit at him. Like, like the Machine Empire had that really bad where, like, we saw this fucking, like, armada and it doesn't do anything. Like, I kind of, like, I, I thought Diva Talks was good because she obviously was, like, a lower tier villain in terms of, like, resources right and this is cool too and how she's kind of like an away force for the big bad who doesn't really care about earth and the power rangers that right. much beyond not yeah. wanting him to fuck up his plans she's like it, it yeah, gives it's, you the... it's like it, it's like if zed had just sort of been this ominous force we only occasionally saw <clears throat> but goldar was the run like running the show in most episodes yeah and imagine what a beautiful magical world that would have been <laughs> if if we had just just so much goldar goldar all the time i miss goldar have i made that clear yet i miss Me goldar he's really great but but yeah it is nice because it gives the the impression that like it, it it makes you feel like the alliance of evil is this big thing where it's like yeah okay astronema is one team and divatox is another team and they've got stuff going on everywhere um, yeah, and that's something this season has done really well, like, from the jump, is finally, ultimately establishing some kind of semi-coherent hierarchy for the villains. Because <laughs> it's right. always been like, I'm the ultimate evil, and then the next season, oh no, this even more ultimate or evil or ultimate evil right. is 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 coming to get me. So, so uh, they know the Power Rangers are on the way. Dark Spectre shows up in the sky to, like, talk to them via sky powers. And he's like, all right, uh, Power Rangers can't find Zordon. So, Astronema, you just go attack Earth. Uh, Power Rangers will protect it. And then, uh, Divatox, you go get, uh, you go get Zordon off the planet. And there is a very fun Divatox Astronema standoff where Astronema just like hard stares at her and Divatox does like puts her tongue out and is all pouty and I really like it. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is so pissed off being like second fiddle. Uh, Astronomer leaves. Uh, it says like, yes, sir, I'm on my way. Uh, Divatox says, or, or sorry, Dark Spectre says Divatox leave with Zordon as soon as possible. And Divatox says, eh, whatever, cool your jets. And he's like, excuse me, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> she, I really like that. Because 
she's so flippant all the time, but immediately she's just like, um, sorry. There is like, oh, my, of course, your majesty, how handsome you look in that lava. (laughs) Yeah, which I think is a little callback to the fact that it's literally the same suit as from the Turbo movie Mm -hmm. where she uh, tried to marry the demon thing. Um, But yeah, so uh, she heads off. We cut back to Phantom Ranger, just way more fighting. Like he's this is genuinely cool. Again, I, I it's hard to to really talk about it too much, but he is fighting like twenty different people, some of them Piranatrons and some of them Quantrons. Um I do and, like how when the ship takes off, everybody, including the mooks, all yes. look up to the sky and then like follow the ship as it leaves. Yeah. Like ex- including the, the Phantom Ranger. They're all like, wait, what? <laughs> it's it's very like uh why don't they attack Sailor Moon when which when she transforms type thing. Like everyone just is like, well the fight is done now and we will look at the spaceship. <laughs> well I just we... I just assumed the mooks didn't know they were being left behind. Oh, and they're like, wow. wait, what? Or, or that. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all surprised it's leaving. You're gonna come back, right? She's gonna come back, right? <laughs> um so uh then to, to as if you know, Phantom Ranger wasn't already screwed enough. Ecliptor comes out and just starts cup cutting him up with sword. Um, <laughs> this is this is really nice, and I and I do think it, I genuinely love how hard they sell Ecliptor. Like he, he yeah. Like obviously, there's plenty of season left, but like, I mean, I I know I keep fucking talking about Goldar, and I'm sorry, but like. There has yet to be a point where like he gets clowned on. He gets defeated sometimes, but at he least, never like yeah. He never gets humiliated. At but, least like, so he, far when Ecliptor shows up, it's like that's bad. This is bad yeah, for us. That's that's yeah. fucking bad. And like this is this is the Phantom Ranger. This is the guy who was just completely fucking broken during his brief time with us back in Turbo. And right. like Ecliptor is just throwing him around like a fucking rag doll. This is this is a one-sided fight. The the mooks are there, but they're not doing anything. Right now, unfortunately, Ecliptor makes a classic blunder, which is he's like, now I'm going to murder this guy. Uh, excuse me, 40 henchmen. Go away. I do not need you. Uh, they all and teleport. Like, in, in fairness, like, he, at the time, he didn't need them. But, That's true. But, you know, the other rangers show up, and it's like, well, okay. Well, it's just hmm. funny because literally he's like, go away, other mooks. They teleport, and then he gets shot by all the Power Rangers. Like, immediately. Like, it's, it's like yeah. five seconds. We're not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. instant. It's very funny. Um, Ecliptor is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take all of you. That's how much of a badass I am. But Astronomer calls him back and says, uh, it's not worth it right now. The the Rangers all rush to the Phantom Ranger because he's, you know, uh, really beat up. Um, and they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. They took Zordon. He was here, but he's gone now. Um, Andros calls Alpha to see if they can track uh, the ship. But yeah, they, he says vapor waves, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a, it's so good because like that, that's it, it, it comes to Alpha watching a vaporwave Simpsons video. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't think that was a term at the time, but like no. yeah, like it's um, so good. Alpha just turns up the dial and there's just like a classical bust and like a like a pastel scenery whizzing by. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, 
but he uh yeah he says well yeah i've got the vaporwave trail and uh then he loses it we cut to angel grove park and you know power rangers often has pretty cheap props i was pretty surprised by how bad this gator head is that comes out of of the lake to assault (laughs) these it's so it looks like a pool toy like it looks like it costs yeah, they, three dollars. They, they that's why it's <laughs> they good. didn't want to put the Sentai costume in the water. So yeah, it's just uh, it's so bad. It's it, but you see this gator coming up out of the um the water. Uh, they get the the call that Astronema has sent a monster to Earth. Um, everyone is gonna head over except uh, um Andros, who's gonna stay with uh. Uh, Phantom Ranger, um, I think. Well, no, Andros is. Oh, right. Well, okay. And, yeah. So what, what's going to happen is the other four Rangers are going to go back to Earth. Andros, uh, basically, the Phantom Ranger gives him like a a, a disc thing. It's like, hey, there's a there's my my ship, my uh, double super secret Zord that I hadn't <laughs> told you all about the, yet. The, the after Delta I gave, Mega after ship? I already Delta gave Astro you ships like that. It's yeah. the Delta Mega Ship. Yeah, yeah. I need you to go get it. Uh, don't worry about going after Zordon. I'll do it. Trust me. And there's a recurring theme throughout this episode that's basically the the Phantom Ranger refusing to tell the Power Rangers that he's obviously dying. He is again his his yes. guts question mark it, are coming yeah. out of his abdomen, <laughs> and he's covering it with his hand. Really annoyed me because I'm like, you're not going to help anyone that way. Like you just told them that you're going to handle Zordon, but you can't. Right. And yeah. like they can help like just, you and they don't even have to they don't even have to like stop doing what they're doing to help you. They just put you in the med bay and Alpha will take care of you. Yeah. It's not a big deal. You can straight <laughs> up just tell them like, hey, I can't help you with this fight, but like, you know, I can go with you. Like just anything. I but, was kinda mad at him for this. I was like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Cause again, I'm pretty sure we still never find out what this guy's deal is. Does he appear again after this? Uh he definitely shows up at the very end in like a group scene, but I don't know if there's any more plot with him. Um, uh, we'll we'll have to find out, I guess. But yeah, uh, the Delta Mega Ship. He's like, remember how I already gave you a bunch of Zords and Turbo? Here's some more Zords. Uh, <laughs> That's his job is to give them more Zords. <laughs> yeah, and so Andros is off to find the Delta Mega Ship. Um, the rest of them head down to Earth uh, to fight a big, silly alligator. <laughs> and, um, the alligator when, with a, with a, where his is instead of a tail, his tail is one of his hands. Yes, and when they leave, uh, the the Phantom Ranger finally takes his hand off of his chest. And yeah, either he's a robot or no, he's a robot. There's not thicker. a B to that, yeah. really. Like, yeah. he's well, either he's either a robot or he's living in a suit that he needs to survive, and like life support systems are failing. Like, yes. clearly, like we see we don't circuitry see and like yeah. a big chunk of his suit's taken out, and there's a bunch of circuitry sticking out. Like, yeah. he's he's like he's like moving like he's struggling to breathe. So, like, yeah, I, either he's a robot or he needs that suit to live or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so they take off. We see how bad the Phantom Ranger is jacked up. He does. I do love, uh, I do love the fucking, like, 
uh, Samurai Pizza Cats ass tubes that the Rangers jump into to, to oh, morph. Yes. They're very fun, yeah. Um, so we cut up to the ship. Uh, there's a disturbance at Angel Grove Lake. As you say, they go through the tubes to, to teleport slash morph down to Earth. Um, and yeah, the the monster the monster just shows up. I don't think it's even given a name. It's just an al- it's just like a alligator furry, but its hand is a tail. That's it, really. I like, really like it. It looks yeah, really it, good. It looks and, fine. And I like it. It's it. just <laughs> the 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 problem. It's more is of a that, crocodile too, by the way. Yes, thank you. The problem <laughs> with it is that it's big and imposing looking. And then it just like jumps on TJ and gets him down to the ground, and then and starts Carlos chomping and crunching his arm. You f- you could hear like the yeah. Emily and I ma- made a note of the of the sounds we were watching it together earlier. These are some really intense and gruesome like alligator biting through human bone sounds. Right, <laughs> and the problem with that is that then Carlos like punches its back, and it's just a big like inflatable rubber thing. So. The whole thing like squishes when he punches it, and it's not yeah. very convincing. But then also the tail. I, mean, wraps I guess that's credit to the head. sound design. Oh yeah, sorry. The tail wraps around Carlos's head and like flips him around. And that's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, that's sick. This, this monster's <laughs> fun. Uh, also nice about this monster. It's one of those monsters that doesn't talk. It just kind of goes rar 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 yeah. rar rar rar. It's it's one of those monsters that you you hate to see get hurt, Zach. I don't know why you don't love this thing more. You love the elephant. I will say that, that yes, like, especially after the wasp episode, anytime there's a monster that doesn't speak, I'm extremely suspicious that the Power Rangers are murdering an innocent being because this just doesn't know better. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they all blast the hell out of it to get it off uh, Carlos and TJ. And then Astronema is just like, there's not that much time left in the episode. Go ahead and make it big. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, an interesting thing to say because we are actually like we're, we're, we're only just past the halfway point really yeah, but we got to introduce a second megazord so come that's on that's true that's true um so yeah we we they fight the in the um the mega sh- uh, is it the normal one called the astro mega ship yeah the delta it comes the mega sh- mega astro megazord fuck they're confusing there's <laughs> it's the delta the new one is the Delta yes. Megaship, and this one's the Astro Megaship? They're both Megaship? Yeah, but it's okay. an Astro Megazord right now. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. I just got confused. Um, <laughs> they fight it for a little while. Uh, it, it's actually a pretty fun Megazord fight because it's just a little bit longer, and they typically don't let it go very long, so uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, ex- it's also kind of fun seeing like uh, Carlos in the driver's seat. Yeah, that's nice. Um, little sh- little shift, and then they use their super uh, finishing move saber on it, and instead it turns into two crocodiles, which is a problem for them. <laughs> one's yellow, one's black. Yeah, I love the special effect that it uses to split in half because it's it's not actually like a good like you know monster splitting in half. It like it turns into bubbles. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Splits in half. Those are the cells like, you know, working their magic to make it split. It's like Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah. Also the of- yellow one has a has a has a mouth on its 
arm rather than a tail. So to yes, combine, yeah. they make one alleg- They make one crocodile. Well, to, to combine, they make two. One, just one of them is sideways. Yes, they really <laughs> look like uh, they. It looks like player one and two in an old arcade game. Like it, it, yeah, it's yeah, like one a of them's a recolor. Swap. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but speaking speaking of incredible special effects, we cut to Andros on a surfboard going through a meteor shower, uh, and this CGI meteor shower is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. You know, Andros is like, why is there so much chocolate in space? <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time every time they do the 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 surfboards, what are they called? Uh, uh, galaxy gliders. Galaxy gliders. Galaxy um, glider hang ten. It's so funny how, like, we went from where I could name every mode the Megazords are in in the first couple seasons to, like, to where I'm like, what the fuck is this thing called? I don't well, remember. Here's the thing. You've, your brain can only handle so many dumb robot names. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you've, you've reached maximum capacity. Everyone's yeah. capacity is different, but eventually you will hit it and new information <laughs> will just start bouncing off. Um, But every time they're on the Galaxy Gliders, the special effects specifically for that are so bad and i love them i'm so excited to have a worst special effect um category on our toonies and tds again god we're we're gonna have to go back through and start writing this stuff down because there's a lot to keep track of i will say (laughs) weirdly the special effects here's the thing the special effects on the sentai side of things when they reuse the japanese footage are often just as bad but they don't look as bad because the film is slightly grainier. So ironically, like the lower fidelity footage looks better because when we cut to the shot in space, like it's crisp and clean and you can see how smooth all the computer rocks are and they yes. don't look like rocks. The, the, what's the chalk? There's a, definitely a chocolate that just looks like this. It's like a oh, movie yeah. theater candy where, uh, whoppers. No, Another thing, something I think like I, that. The, the, makes the American footage look a little bit worse too, is that like Japanese stuff does have like special effects, but a lot of it's practical effects and it looks, it yes. doesn't like bother you, me as much at least. And I think the rest of us. Yeah. You might be thinking of Whopper, Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of crunch? crunch. Yes, it's Bunch of Crunch. Man, That's good. incredible. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I just Googled movie theater chocolate candy and that came up like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it's, it's very much Andros flying through a field of Bunch of Crunch. He's going to go watch a movie. <laughs> God damn it. Um, we cut back down to, uh, the Megazord fighting now two, uh, alligators and, uh uh-oh, bad times. Um, yeah, (laughs) I will say this, the, the pacing of this episode, like grand scheme of things in terms of plot synopsis, I don't remember if we said this on air or not, not a lot happens, but like the pacing is very good because it just intercuts a lot between these scenes. We jump to the Megazord losing this fight, to Andros looking for the thing, to the Phantom Ranger dying, back to the Megazord. Right. Like we we make that loop like a few times over the next several minutes, and it it works. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, the Mega Ship is interesting when he gets to it because it looks uh it looks like it's not built. It, it, like it's it's like covered. It in It looks scaffolding. like it's being constructed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And when and, he and, teleports, and, and, and I- go ahead. Again, this 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 like effect of the of the Delta ship hovering above um, a planet, which is not Earth, I guess, um, yeah. looks way better than the other space scenes. It, <laughs> like, does, it looks yes. cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh! The the bit of the Megazord fight that we kind of skimmed over. I don't want to completely skim over it because there's a very important thing. 
Okay. Because it turns out that the Power Rangers' ultimate weakness extends to the Megazords. Oh, it does. Each, oh, yeah. each gator grabs one of the Megazords' hands, and it is completely helpless. Yeah, it's a <laughs> you, good point. You grab those arms, and they are done. Uh, they just can't do nothing. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Andros is in communication with Phantom Ranger, who is guiding him to the control room, um, and he's just running through. It's it's like one of those locations they shoot for the Sentai, where it's like a, I don't know, like a, a water purification plant or something. And he's just running around trying to find it. We cut back down to the uh, Megazord fight, and I, I don't know what this says about me, but I really do love watching the Megazords just get their ass asses whipped whenever it does happen, because it's always pretty funny. And in this specific case, yeah. the alligator that has the, the tail hand <laughs> just picks him up and slams him against the ground over and over again, and it's really funny looking. Um, I, I think one thing that makes it more interesting to watch is that so often the Zord fight is like, we're big, sword slash, it's over. Yeah. So like, if it's getting its ass kicked, the fight's lasting longer. Right, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrus finds the control room and uh, he asks uh, Phantom Ranger what to do. And he's like, open the security disc reader, put it in the security disc I got, got you. And Andros is like, could you give me slightly more detail? And Phantom Ranger's like, ah, Blarg, I am dead. <laughs> uh, he says the primary slot. And I mean, in fairness, there's only two. It's a coin flip. So, Right. But he he's just not responding anymore because he's laying on the ground dying, basically. Um, yeah, he's Herc Blah. That, that's yeah, it. Yep. Uh, Gurk, he's dead. Uh he puts this disc that he gave him into just one of the two slots uh, and just guesses. Um, yeah, and then an alarm starts going off at a countdown. Yes. It says, it's like, like, sequence initiated. And I, I swear on the preview last episode, it said self-destruct sequence initiated. But it, did. it does not it did. say that. It, okay. Oh, yeah, no, okay. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely they'd... added that. But that's not the first time that they were deceptive about the kind of thing. Because I remember... Uh, in one of the previews for the episode, there was a whole thing about Bulk getting attacked by like an alien claw coming out of an egg. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like it turned on the following episode, that was just like a fantasy a that Bulk yeah, was having. Yeah. yeah, it was like a dream thing, and it's just in the preview they just removed the the dream filter. Yeah, and just showed the scene. It was just like, and Bulk gets attacked by an alien, and I was like, holy shit, Bulk yep. gets attacked by an alien. What's really funny about that is the next episode they include that in the last time. Yeah, as well. Yep, they did for no yeah. reason. <laughs> Although um, it just it just hit me, Bulk getting attacked by an alien is not actually that remarkable when it comes right down to it. No. He gets attacked by aliens a lot, actually. Um, <laughs> usually not the, as violently as in that shot, but like he does get regularly attacked I by aliens. To quickly mention a shot I really love, which is that when Andrews decides on which slot he's going to put the disc in, he like rears his hand back and then like slams it at the slot but then like when he gets there he slows way down and carefully puts it in there and it's just very funny visually yeah. it's like I'm, he's like i'm gonna jam this in there okay but gotta be careful don't want to break <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so then yeah uh, it's, it starts to count out 10 9 and andrews is like oh fuck oh fuck what button turns this off oh god what's happening and then we, we cut back to the the megazord and it's getting fucking stepped on and yeah. it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's genuinely great. Yeah, uh, but then, however, he was able to uh, get the Delta Mega ship online. All that well, scaffolding. No, he, here's, the, here's the thing: he didn't do anything. It. The he, he didn't do anything. The Klaxon was a fake out. 
it it was just doing a countdown while oh, it yes. verified the security disk. And it just yeah. it had an alarm and these red sirens and blaring lights. I guess just to scare anybody who had an illegitimate disc? Question mark? Because like right. yeah, because it's just like the, the computer's just like five, four, three, two, one. Okay, we're cool. You have the robot yep. now. <laughs> it's like if you had like a download go like, like like there was this alarm going and you were so panicked and it was just like download complete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just very and then simple it's thing. Like, uh, Okay, uh, initiating Megazord sequence as it uh, hurdles toward Earth, and Andrus is like, wait, what? And that is the point at which I realized that Phantom Ranger did not tell him anything about the ship other than just go get it. He didn't tell him it was a Megazord, but, you know, it's fine. Um, I mean, you can infer that it is because it's like a mega ship and the other mega ship is a Megazord. It's a fair point. It shows up. <laughs> I love the Delta Megazord because it has a big dumb head and I really like it. Its head I like is that like, it's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it is also wearing sunglasses. It looks like Proto. I like that it has Gatling guns where its hands should be. Yes, it does. Who needs hands when you got Gatling guns? <laughs> what do you like about the Delta Megazord? <laughs> yeah. It he he does have what look like Proto Man sunglasses, and by big dumb head, I mean his head is like the the nose of the ship. Yeah. But then instead of it like folding in and then a regular head coming out like you might expect in other transforming things, just like the just like the cockpit thing comes down and it's just got a face there and it's just like, hey, what's up? That's me. I'm the astromega <laughs> ship. Uh, or sorry, Delta Mega ship. And yes, it doesn't have hands. Why would it? It just has guns instead. <laughs> and like, so it's this big giant robot with a goofy head and sunglasses and 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 dual wielding Gatling guns. It's just such a cool robot. <laughs> did did we mention the Battleizer? So that oh. happens next, which is that uh, no, he mentions the battleizer when he's on when he's trying to get it to work. Right. So what it. happens next is that uh, Carlos is like, "What's that?" And then the the you know every cockpit of a Megazord has a little door in the back that very get rarely gets use, but it just opens and Andrus is like, "It's the, it's the Delta Megazord," and they're like, "Oh, cool, thanks, Andrus." <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. And then he's like, this is the Battleizer, and it's a thing on his wrist, wrist and he says, Delta Mag Megazord gyro, gyro Blasters Online. The Battleizer in later seasons is like an extra bit that goes on the Red Ranger's suit, usually. Yeah, that's so what I thought. So this is different. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, th just a, it's just a thing on his hand that lets him voice command uh, right. the fucking... The uh, Delta Megazord, because yeah. all the yeah. rangers sit in the regular Astro Megazord, um, and they just can command it from there. They blast uh, the the two alligator or crocodiles uh, with the uh, Gatling guns, and they're then they're like, "All right, two two against two. Good thing that we got two of us now." And the solution that they have come up with to defeat monsters is guns. Which I mean, that's a pretty good solution. I it mean, is it a good works. solution. I never like the guns as much as like sword or other like finisher, but uh, it is cool to watch two Megazords use their uh, their gun finisher at the same time yeah. on these, and, these yeah, uh, just crocodiles. Just blow the absolute shit out of the monster. And it helps that the 
the, the Delta one is just so fucking awesome. <laughs> like, it's like he's got these. He looks like the Terminator with his sunglasses and his Gatling guns. Like, I do love <laughs> that the robot has robot sunglasses. That feels yeah. really unnecessary and therefore funny to me. <laughs> um, so they blow up the the alligators, uh, crocodiles, whatever. We cut to I don't know where Tatooine. <laughs> Um, Astronema is as good a guess as any. <laughs> Astronema is on a desert planet. It really looks. There is a shot uh, of Astronema standing on this de- desert planet with Dark Specter, like huge in front of a sun that really looks like a trashy sci fi novel cover, and I kind of love it. It's pretty good. I I guess we're I guess we're at like Dark Specter's headquarters because like usually he's like uh, a fucking. You know, hologram in the yes. sky, but I, I feel like this is the first. Yeah, this is probably the first time since like the premiere that he's physically been in the room. It's, I'm so I like vaguely remember the finale, and I don't think they fight Dark Specter. So I'm like curious what happens to him or, or where he goes. I mean, I but, assume he just dies when Zordon gets exploded. Oh yeah, probably. Um. But yeah, so uh, he 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 is chastising Astronema and saying like, "Ah, you didn't catch the Rangers. You let fucking Phantom Ranger get away. You suck." Uh, but you did uh, get Zordon hidden away, which now I want to point out. No, she didn't. Diva Tox did. She didn't <laughs> do her job. Only Diva Tox did her job of the two jobs that you gave. Um, but he basically says, like, if it weren't for that, you know, I you'd be screwed. And she's like, well, don't he's, worry he's about a, it. Go ahead. He, he says, like, I would destroy your your spaceship in your sleep. Yes. And for he, some reason, the word sleep, like, triggers something. It's yes. just like, oh, sleep. Sleep, huh? No, one, no one's mentioned the word sleep to me in decades. I mean... <laughs> Maybe the word triggers it, but she could just also be like, oh, fuck, he's going to kill me. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell if she's supposed to be remembering something or if she's just like, well, that would be bad. <laughs> if, if, that's, if that's not what the scene is supposed to be, either they're bad at conveying it or I'm bad at reading it, because that's super how I read it. Was that like something he said triggered a memory or something? It, it sort of looks like that. It's, it's hard to tell. They're, they don't like do a flashback, so... Um, but yeah, so she says she has another plan. Don't worry about it. Uh, we cut to the Rangers going to look for the Phantom Ranger, uh, and they find another of his. Oh, you know what? We this planet that all the Phantom Ranger scenes are on, we occasionally get shots of that planet, sometimes zooming in, sometimes with a ship going toward it, or androids flying away from it, or whatever. Actually, it's a fucking Shrek ass looking planet. It's (laughs) it is. Green with little uh, spots, and then when you're on it, it just looks... It's like a bamboo forest, which is not... Yeah, it's it's well, it's got craters on it. I think the idea is it's supposed to look like if the moon was a jungle, which is oh, kind of interesting, sure. but also, like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, so they find this communication device, turn it on, uh, and it's the Phantom Ranger going... Hey guys, I'm uh, totally fine. I knew you would come back, and I left to follow Dark Spectre, just like I told you to. I'm going to go get Zordon. Everybody have a great day. And that's it. And here's my headcanon. He's super dead. 
this is a trap or a trick of some kind because say we see him again. Well, I forgot. Here's here's my favorite bit. Here's the fucking like one of my favorite cliches is the person who's so good at planning that like they can put a delay in a recording because they know how the other person's going to react. Right. Or 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 maybe this is actually live footage, I don't know, but I think the implication is it's supposed to be a recording. So the Rangers are just like, "Well, okay, I I guess that's good." They start walking away, but like Cassie lags behind for a moment. She just looks real sad. And she's like, Oh, Phantom Ranger. And then he like comes back on. It's like, Oh, by the way, Cassie, I promise I'm fine. I know that you have a thing for me. I, pr- I promise. It's, it's cool. And then he oh, goes yeah. away. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, there's also one, one other thing I wanted to mention. Cause I just think it's kind of interesting, which is that when they power down, uh, to their, you know, normal civilian forms, everybody glows the color of their suit. Uh, including TJ, except Carlos, who is the Black Ranger, but glows green like, you know, he used to be, which oh, I thought was yeah. interesting. I, really I, wonder, that. I don't really yeah. know why they did that. I mean, well, it, it's kind of the thing is like, you can't you, you can't glow black. That's not no. how light works. They no. usually do so, purple, though, to convey yes, black. Usually, but I, I guess it's just because they were like, well, he used to be green, so just do green glow. But yeah, you can't do... I. I don't think I mentioned it. I got a Power Rangers tattoo. Uh, it turned out great. But when the the my artist was asking me what the colors were, I was like, I just said purple because, you, like you said, you can't do like if you try to do a black energy thing, you can't do any detail. It doesn't work that way. So mm-hmm. usually they do yeah. it purple. But yeah, he glows green for some reason. Um. But anyway, yeah, yes. I, I guess the implication is just on some level he's still kind of the Green Ranger. Yeah, yeah. he just maybe green's just his favorite color. Who knows? Yeah, uh, it's the color of his soul. Yeah. So so that ends the episode. They have, uh, you know, it's it's we, we mentioned it. I think off air, and maybe maybe we said it here. It's a lot plot important happens. They get a new Megazord. They find out where Zordon is. Uh, though he could, does get away, they uh, locate the Phantom Ranger, though he also gets away. But, like, the episode itself is very action-heavy, so there's not that much yeah. in terms of, like, character development, or there's no... It's, it's actually kind of nice, because, like, obviously the purpose of this episode is just to give them another robot. Like some, and sometimes that's just how it is. We just We have an episode where the whole point is to give the Rangers another robot or weapon or what have you. Right. Uh, but I like that they frame it in the form of just sort of doing a quick check-in with a bunch of recurring characters and just like, you know, peeking back in, reminding everybody what the overarching plot is because we haven't touched on it in a while, you know? Yeah. Well, because a lot of times when you get another robot, the way it goes is it's like, oh, no, our current robot isn't good enough to fight the new bad guy. Guess we need a new robot. And that's the whole episode. And in this case, it's like, no, they make it a little more interesting. There's a lot going on. It, like you mentioned earlier, Mike, it's uh, intercut really well. Like the the pacing is pretty good. Um, and then at the end, you got a new robot, and that's pretty cool. I can't remember if they do a, a combine. I hope so. I don't remember. Yeah, and like the 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 new robot shows up less because it's like a better robot, and more because like. They needed it's a, two robots. It's a second robot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it's 
it's it's a good episode. I really liked it actually. Um, yeah, I had I had some fun. I'm I actually am uh, enjoying in space on the whole. Like as as far as Pioneers go, I think I think things are still like as someone who is overall pretty positive on Turbo and who does think that the show broadly speaking has gotten better over time. Uh, I I do think that that trend is continuing. I think in space is pretty good. Now, when I say pretty good, I just mean pretty good, like for early Power Rangers. You know, right. with within the context of everything we've discussed on the show so far over the last you know however many years. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 doing all right. It's some kids TV it is what it is. There was that really creepy episode with the diary and like sweet Jesus. I'm sure, I'm sure you all freaked out just as much about that, but holy shit, that episode <laughs> is some fucking bananas, just like, uh. uh, yeah, uh. It, was, it, was, it was a fun episode. It was like the second legacy. It was, it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that, that was fun. But yeah, so, um, it, yeah, it's a good episode. I'm, I'm really interested to see if... I, I don't remember how much the this kind of stuff comes up again in In Space, where, like... Because I like that In Space feels more connected to the previous seasons than like turbo did um, where you've still got, you know, some of those villains running around and stuff like that. But um, it it doesn't, I don't know. I wonder if that will continue. This is definitely a cool uh, connect connective episode. And also I like the new robot. It's silly looking. There you go. That's pretty much it. Um, I have some questions, but I am running a little late on time, so or, or a little okay. short on time, rather. So we're going to save those for next week. But if you have questions, uh, including what you think about uh, Professor Phenomenus, send it to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or Teens with Tude at gmail.com, and we will answer your questions about anything you want. Well, I mean, not anything. There are probably things if you asked, I would decline to answer. But lots of to- the topics list is wide. How about that? Uh, hey, hey, Zach, just writing in. What's your social security number? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. It's one one one. No, but yeah, shoot us the questions, and we'll 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 get to them. Uh, with that, uh, Emily, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, you can catch me on Twitter at this is Emeralds. And you can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash thisisemerald, no S. There you go. And Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter at MikeLovesRabbit, and you can hear me on Eidolon Playtest. It is an actual play podcast where we playtest a system uh, called Eidolon Become Your Best Self, it's inspired by JoJo's and Persona, and it's a lot of fun. We wrapped up season one. Season two will be getting uh, will be beginning soon. Uh, in between, we have an ongoing interlude where we play a system uh, made by uh, one of the other players, Maxi, and one of her friends uh, called Our Stormy Present, which is designed to evoke uh, classic JRPGs. Like, uh, if if you want to know a bit about what kind of game and it is, and what kind of stories you tell with it. Uh, one of the core uh, character creation steps is the group needs to get together and decide what their airship is like. So, so cool. It's, yeah, it's that kind of game. So it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, just uh, check out uh, Eidolon Playtest here on uh, the Audio Entropy website and wherever it is you get podcasts. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. 
Um, yeah, and also uh, check out our channel on the Audio Entropy Discord. Uh, check out uh, on Twitter at Audio Entropy. The pin tweet should be a link to the Discord. It's fans of that show, fans of this show, and also just general discussion and other stuff from around the network. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a, it's a dang old good time. There you go. And I have something I want to plug this week, which is. Uh, well, first of all, you can find me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter, but also our sister podcast, D Comedy, where uh, our buddy Lucas goes uh, and his sister go over uh, all the different uh, uh, Disney original movies, have finally gotten to the Descendants franchise, which is, if you don't know about it, a live action uh, movie series where the sons and daughters of Disney villains uh sing songs about how bad they are and also all the fashion <laughs> looks like it came out of Kingdom Hearts mixed with like original Sonic the Hedgehog characters and it's hysterical uh they just put out their episode about the first one and it's really fun and you should go listen to it um so that's going to be it for us come back next week and until then for teenagers with attitude I've been Zach I've been Emily and I have been Mike. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. And may the power protect you always. Yeah.